Good evening. Once again, welcome to another episode of Get Off My Lawn, my podcast hosted by me, Eric Buckner. It's been almost a month now since many states, including this one, have started some form of in-house quarantine. And now we're still at a point to where we're wondering when this all will get the economy, the world, in essence, started back over. Today, I want to address the learning curve and also the army of good. When I speak on the learning curve, I want to in particular talk about how most of us are getting our information about this and just in general, because I feel like that more than anything leads to some of the thoughts and theories that have come into play over the course of the last few weeks and months in regards to this thing from various people throughout and I'm speaking in particular of course of the people that I know in my town of Detroit and surrounding areas and of course family and friends um keep in mind I come at this with a interesting perspective because I did study for a time journalism in college and in doing so I quickly learned that in order for a story to be of merit, of worth, it has to have some type of interest to it. So when we get our news or that news is reported to us is with the understanding that that news outlet wants us to find what we're looking at interesting of of some value to us. So in that you may not always get the entire facts of that story or situation just the things that you will find interesting or will cause some type of reaction or basically cause you to tune in or continue to use that outlet in order to get your news. That unfortunately makes dealing with a situation like this difficult because I feel many people, particularly people, I will say maybe 35 and younger have kind of steered away from getting their news on a daily basis from any outlet really because of the fact that the news has become so sensationalized and in the end it's more about what people will find shocking or interesting than to give you an accurate description of what's going on now that being said we come into a situation to where we're dealing with a thing in this life to where we still are gaining understanding of it day by day we kind of know that it started in china and we assume for the most part that it was some type of biological element of animals that in turn led into humans and it basically reacted differently within us than it did in said animals But of course, there's also other theories that this is a biological chemical that was made up in the lab and in turn was used to control the population. This among many theories I have learned over the course of the last few weeks, some of which are just widespread because of this age of technology in 2020 where we can go on the Internet and look up a variety of different things and get a variety of different opinions. And then there's some people who feel like they know more people than they know more than anybody else in the room and they come to their own conclusions 
and those lead to other widespread and at sometimes very outlandish thoughts of what it may be. Now, as I told one of my friends earlier today, I'm not by far the smartest owl in the tree. But in the same token, I like to think that when I look at things from a news perspective, I have the understanding that because I know the news is slanted in a way, you have to take the information that you are receiving with a grain of salt and use some of your own thought processes and common sense to determine what you feel may be the most accurate or truthful thing that you're hearing within what's being reported. So keep in mind, probably sometime tomorrow we'll be over the 2 million mark across the world and people who have been said to contract the virus and are known to us. Keep in mind, I don't fully trust the United States media. I don't fully trust the world media. Partially because we know you only get snippets of what the actual truth may be. That being said, I know the media is more slanted in other countries because they don't have freedom of speech. They don't have freedom of the press so that the governments or the dictators control what type of news and what type of information comes out of said countries. So I personally think that basically there's at least double the amount of people who have contracted the virus that's being reported in addition to the fact that most countries including this one apparently is not set up to do full testing of a large percentage of the population so that because this appears to be a very contagious virus there are many other millions of people that are walking around with uh what we would call asymptomatic which basically means that you do not have the major symptoms of the virus, but you are in turns carrying it and spreading it to others because the virus is a part of your system and you are in turn spreading it to other people who's being affected differently. I go back to uh, the fact that in life, we all go through certain amounts of contagion in terms of being around people who have different viruses and sickness and illnesses. Because our immune systems vary from person to person, you don't really know how something will affect you until it does for the most part. And how some people have stronger immune systems and some people have more compromised immune systems based on their health or genetics or what have you. So because of that, I feel it's important that we practice the social distancing and being a bit more sanitary at this point, although we should be in general, so that we can at least get some type of handle on how much and how many people this virus affects at once. Because keep in mind, part of the problem is the fact that the virus is affecting us in droves and waves and because our medical system is not set up for every last person on earth to be in the hospital. It's like it's not set up for every last person on earth to get tested at once. We cannot afford for it to be a situation where too many people get sick at once and the hospitals become over flooded with people with this illness. Because one, you have to have enough people to take care of those people. And then you also have to still care for the people who get sick and ill from 
things other than the virus as well. So this is why it's important as far as I'm concerned to be in this state that we are, where we are distancing ourselves from one another and basically shutting down most of the economy in the world in order to get some type of handle on the situation. Now, the other problem that comes into play is that this affects people differently based upon not only where you at in the country right now or in the world, but on your economic status. So because you may be a person of affluence and have enough money to where you don't have to be concerned about leaving a house per se or running out of money or your company going up under or what have you, you can afford to wait this out for quite some time and be only slightly affected. On the other hand, if you are a person who are basically living from check to check and day to day and you get to a point to where the government, A, whatever it may be, does not really benefit you in terms of what you need to keep your household afloat or your world in order, then you are left with certain decisions that you have to base upon not health, but your finances. Now, keeping all that in mind, we're about to enter a very dangerous crossroad here because, like I said, most people choose to be ignorant to what's really going on because they'd rather not face the fact that this is something that is beyond any of our control at the moment. That we, in turn, need to find some type of common ground between those who basically don't care one way or another those who are somewhat concerned but rather just go on with life and take their chances and those of us that's very concerned and want people to be safe and not want the infection to go even farther than it already has keep in mind most of these numbers that's being reported they basically come from the last two and a half months so in less than 90 days over 200 over 2 million people reported and probably three times that really have contracted some form of this virus across the entire world. Now, granted, there's 8 million, there's eight, actually 8 billion plus people in the world and only 102,000 of those people have died from this at this point that we know of. So that's actually just a very small portion of the world population. So if you want to look at it from the standpoint of, okay, other people die from other things and that's not reported or we're not stressing about that as much, that is truly a societal issue that perhaps we should someday address if we can, but clearly that's probably not going to happen. Right now we have to address this thing because this is the thing that appears to be killing the most people the quickest. And it's not just a nation problem, it's a world problem. So because there is no such real thing as the Avengers, to my knowledge, or S.H.I.E.L.D. or what have you, we as humans are forced to deal with this epidemic ourselves the best way we know how and rely on who we know to be the experts in such things to determine what is the best course of action. However, another problem that comes into play here in America is the politics. Because this is an, a, a national election year, and the leader is very mindful of that. And I feel basis, a good part of his decision is based upon that and not what's really important. 
saving the lives of the people that you serve. Because remember, as president, you serve the people. You are not ruler over the people. You are not in charge of the people. You serve the people and you should do your best job to do that. And clearly this leader, from my standpoint, is not doing that at all. Now, like I said, people get their their news and their facts from different places. And because of that they formulate those opinions. And right now, for some of those people, I feel like this is a very, very scary time. Because if you are what people would categorize as a conspiracy theorist, this basically plays into every worst possible scenario that you could come up with. And you look to find news that basically confirms what you're thinking more so than what's out there because you feel like what else is out there is not accurate. It's not telling you the real story. You've already made up your mind that this is that, and you're looking for things that confirm that and you want to get that to other people. Now the problem comes in that if one of these various conspiracy theories come into play and enough people believe it and determine to act on it, it will cause a whole different problem entirely. And I really hope that that does not come into play, but that's more of a likelihood as this drags on from month to month. Now, like I said, the world for the most part is set up to try to get back into some semblance of normalcy after this month. But because there's still so many people being tested and identified with the virus, as well as so many people dying at this point, I really think May 1st is just a pipe dream at best. I don't see us even remotely getting back to normal at that point. And other steps will need to be made to make sure that we are financially viable and we're able to get food to people and things of that nature. It's a whole nother story. However, one of the bright sides to this epidemic scenario is the fact that we are meeting new people in our existence. They've always existed, but because they've been pushed to duty, they now are using their power for good. I like to call them the army of good because there's been so many positive examples of people helping other people in this situation that it leaves me encouraged that there's still good in the world to a greater degree than I personally thought there was. People are using their celebrity to help by using their talents to raise money for people who are financially struggling right now. People of affluence, you know, basically celebrities and athletes who have large sums of money. They are using some of that money to help in the various areas that they come from to help out people and in particular kids, which I really like that are struggling during this time. Uh, also, there are people who are using their facilities to help. They're using their talents in terms of making masks and ventilators and hand sanitizer and a variety of other things that's in very low supply right now to help out not only first responders, but people also that are in need of them. And this spirit of cooperation is something that I hope continues after all this is over because if the world can work together to this extent on this level now, it shows me that it could be done long term. But I know one of the keys is to have leaders who 
support growth and cooperation more so than division and classism as the leader is doing now. It is not a good thing. So hopefully everybody's continuing to be safe and keeping their head and not letting too much bother them to the point where they are having trouble. If you feel like you are one of those people and you need help and you need to talk to someone, by all means, please reach out to people and seek out that help so that you don't let your mind get ahead of you and fall into a place where you do something drastic that should not come to be. So on that note, I'm about to end this episode. And again, I will pray for those who are suffering. I will pray for those who have lost someone. And I will pray for those who will experience heartache and loss and suffering in the weeks to come. And I also pray for us to continue to find the strength to deal with this for however long it lasts. So thank you again for listening. And by all means, reach out to me through whatever method you can that you know of. I will basically let you know that I am Eric Buckner on Facebook. You can find me there and leave me messages in my messenger to let me know what you thought or any thoughts you might want me to expound upon in future episodes. Thank you very much. And once again, have a good evening. Till next time.